Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic night of Fandom Access. I am your ever-faithful host, AJ. Greetings and salutations. So, smallish big show tonight. Uh, we only have the Peripheral Manifest and Andor, but we have all seen Black Panther, so we are going to be talking about Black Panther also. Not sure if we're doing Black Panther at the beginning of the episode or the end, but I shall let you know when I talk to the ladies. Um, and also, I have been not covering it on the podcast because I couldn't wait and do a week episode a week or all at once. Uh, 1899, which is from the creators of Dark, and it is amazing. But I won't say too much because I know some people have just gotten started or haven't gotten started yet. Oh, look, I have a co-host. Hello, hello. Good evening. How are are you? That was a quick 60, that was a quick 60 seconds. It was probably like 40 seconds, huh? It was, I was probably like 10. (laughs) (laughs) I underestimated that one. I needed to be here, but here I am. Happy to be here. So and Jamie should be right behind Jamie, us. And we have a short show. Yeah, Jamie should be with us in a moment. So how far have you gotten on 1499 or 1899? I think, I, you know, I'm not sure. I think I've watched about four episodes. I um, Yeah, I just, I just watched five tonight. Let me, let me tell so. you where I am because Netflix will tell me what episode I'm at. I was watching an episode last night and I – um. It was late. It was like 1230, and I kind of couldn't stay awake. But I'm not saying because it was boring. I'm saying because it was late, right? But let me, I'll tell you what. Right. Is on. But I watched, so I'm on like either four or five. Like whatever episode is – so number three is called The Boy, I think, right? I watched that one. And then I watched – I don't know. I haven't watched, I think, at least four. Yeah. I don't know it's how many really there good. are. I like it. You know, and it's funny because it's the type of show we would normally cover on the podcast, but right. I'm kind of glad we're not because if it was a show that was released once a week, then, yeah, I would say we should absolutely cover it. But I can't either watch it all quickly so we can do it on the podcast, or I can't wait and only do one or two a week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I'm in the middle of episode five. And I, same as you, I started watching okay. it. Uh, you know, I, I thought it started quite slowly. And I was like, eh, it's pretty slow. Uh, and, you know, this comes from the people who gave us Dark, which I felt like it, Dark got into it, like, way more quickly. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's a little slow. I don't know. And then it kind of takes off. And, yeah. and it also becomes, like, what the hell is going on here? Like, it could be... I'm like, oh, it could be this, it could be this, it could be this, right? Like, what, yeah. what exactly is the... Well, yeah. I have a, I have a very well-formed theory, and by the time you get done with five, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have I, a I remember theory after, also. Yeah. At the end of episode two, I got some very strong lost vibes. Thought I was back on the Pearl ah, Station. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I said to you via text that I got a theory like halfway through, not even like halfway through the yeah. first episode. 
yeah. like when the first weird stuff starts happening, I got a theory. And so we can, I guess, talk about that offline, what our theories are. But um, yeah. I, um, I, I had a theory. I had a theory 30 seconds into the first episode. <laughs> I kind of did also. Like, I felt like there were some clues being, like, I felt like the soundtrack was giving me some clues. And, and the soundtrack I, I just, you know, is interesting. 1899, yeah. yet we keep having all these soundtracks from, you know, the past 20 years. Yeah, 20, uh, some years. are really like seven, some 70s, like, you know. You know, actually, you know something funny? I can't keep mm-hmm. track of time anymore, you know, because, like, <laughs> what was it? I was reading, no, I was, because I was reading something, I read a joke the other day, and I had never, oh, I was reading a, a, a I read every once in a while online, I read these like funny tweets from parents about things their kids have said. And this mom was singing a song and the kid was like, wow, that must be really old. And his mom was like, oh, it was a song from when I was a kid. And the kid says everything from the 1900s is old. And I I thought about it. Wow. 1999 was 23 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) like what the hell (laughs) yeah like i never thought of it in that aspect before Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah time flies when you're having fun i haven't thought either yeah and kids are so mean um (laughs) so that's all right yeah sorry i was just gonna say the the other night damon says to me I, I asked him to clean his straighten up his room, and I was like, "Why are your clothes on the floor?" And I was like, "Oh, that's right, because I was gonna, I your clean sweatshirts are still in the basket. I forgot to put them in the closet." So I go start doing that, and he goes, "It's because you're old." And I said, "I said me forgetting to put your sweatshirts in the closet has nothing to do with being old." He goes, "Your memory," and I was like, "Damn this kid!" <laughs> I was like, "I taught him well." <laughs> I know, right? Gee, thanks, kid. Thanks, you little brat. Mm. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, so Jamie forgot about us. I don't know. I haven't heard from her since. The, actually, yeah, she, she sent me. Haven't since earlier. She sent me a note um, about something else not that long ago, actually. What does this say? What did she text me? I'll send her. Let me push, I'll send her a text message real quick. Um. She she texted me 20 minutes ago. Uh, so she's being a sec. We need her because we no longer have the shows that you and I are covering. Well, we can talk about Andor. Actually, talk about Andor? I was just going to say, I was just say, why don't we get started on Andor while we wait for her? Okay. So this is the season finale of Andor. Um, I I thought it was a pretty good episode. Uh. And once again, it's the season finale of Andor, and Cassian Andor is kind of like doesn't have a, a like he doesn't dominate the screen time. I'm not gonna say he doesn't have a lot of screen time, but he's been not a dominating factor in this in this storyline. I mean, a lot of it is he's trying to rescue Bix, and that's going on, and it all centers around him. Like everybody's like, oh, is he coming to the funeral? Like he's he, it centers around him, but it doesn't center on yeah. him. Right, and I felt mm. like a lot of the driving, like it was tense. There was a lot of action. There, like there was a lot of interesting stuff, 
but it was maybe not the scenes that he was in. Like I was really, I was kind of really interested in this kid who I don't even know his name. Uh, the kid who built the grenade and was going to definitely have like a like a terrorist attack during the funeral, right? I was like, oh my god, what's going to happen with him? Well, and right? I don't know the kid's name, but he's he's the son of the guy they tortured to get to before they got to Bix. Who's the real Clem, right? Not not Bix's. He's not so Bix's father was tortured, but also another guy was tortured, who I think is the oh, that's real her Clem, father. Right? We saw no. We saw that. What well, doesn't she say? My father is here. It's her father. What's that guy? Right? Oh no, it's his father. You're right. I'm wrong. It's his father. It's yeah, his that's father, the, that's yeah. the boy's father. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. The, he's the one that makes the connection so that she can go to the tower and and contact Luthen. I think he yeah. might be the real Clem. That guy. I thought no, Clem was the like, black guy. Oh, Clem's the black guy. Yeah. Yeah, so so I'm so confused about who these people are. That's another problem with this show. I know, right? I, you, know, you know what I find the the funniest thing about the show is I remember back in like episode you know episode three when he leaves the planet, we're like you know why are we learning about all these people we're never going to see again, <laughs> and then the finale everybody <laughs> finds their way back to Phoenix, which yeah. you know what the, I gotta say I really liked the way it happened because it was organic. And it made sense that everybody ended up there because essentially because because everybody's looking for Andor, and with his mother yeah. dying, everybody knows he's gonna be there. There's no, you know what I mean. So I, mm-hmm. I, it felt very organic. Not like a lot of shows where people just show up at the same place for no reason whatsoever. Um, like Falling Sky right. comes to mind. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I thought it was that was very, uh, very organic, and I liked it a lot. Yes, and and um, I kind of like yeah. like you know word is going to get out that he's there, but I felt the way they had that hack sort of like made sense also, right? It wasn't like they didn't necessarily have to, like you know word is going to leak out that he's there, and the way it happens is, um, I mean yeah, that guy who was like spying and ultimately gets killed finds out, but like the way it flips out. You say organic. It was organic, right? Like someone's gonna let it slip, and that's what happened. Yeah. Um. And it was kind of okay to what happened. Um. But yeah, I was very. Of course, I'm very interested in um. Uh, what's her name? It's Dedra. Is that how you say her name? Right. Who? Dead Dedra. Uh. The Imperial woman, the woman who's the Imperial... Oh, Mitra. Like, uh, not dead. Mitra. Mi- uh, uh, Mitra? Yeah, uh, yeah but her, you know what? You know what her first ma- name might start with a D, because Mitra's her last I think name. Her first name. I think her first name might be Dedra. Um, yeah, you might be right there. Like, she's a very compelling character also, and even though she's horrible, like, I was really interested in what's going to happen with her. I mean, the part... So the only person that maybe it makes less sense is that Cyril shows up. I mean, it makes sense that Cyril shows up there and yet I'm like, how did Cyril manage to get there? Like Cyril's lost his, I mean, he comes with that. I mean, the only person who's dumber than Cyril the other guy. is that guy, is that guy who, that's the guy who, who went with him in the first place to Phoenix. Like that guy was involved in the right. ill-fated uh, yeah. paper in the first place um, who also has been fired or whatever. And they sit there together. Um, I don't know. Cyril's like obsession with with Mitra is a little. Um, I mean, he he clearly now 
is acting. I know. Well, there was a point where it seemed like he he really wanted to get Andor because he was disgraced and he wanted to get Andor to prove he was right. But more and more as the season's gone on, he's just obsessed with Mitra and trying to impress her, right? And he really yeah. That's really why he goes to to Phoenix in the end. And and this guy goes with him, but he really goes there. He, he's very creepy, right? He just wants to be near her and be around her in a very creepy stalkerish way. It, it, it actually yeah. makes me he's uncomfortable. Got a crush. There's, there's, it, it's not a little crush. It's a it's a scary obsession. Kind of, it's not a little crush, right? Well, yeah, I, I was being facetious about. Being I know, a I know crush. you're being. I know you're being. I know you are. I know you're being facetious. I know. I know you. I know you recognize a dysfunctional um, person when you see him, and I, I know. Uh, what you mean, but he's really not, he, he's scary, right? And she's scared of him. I'm not scared. Of him. I mean, I, she recognized it. She has said to him, like, if you show up here again, I'm going to like have you arrested and killed or whatever. She said that to him recently, right? Maybe not arrested yeah. and killed, but she's like, don't, she said to him, don't come near me ever again, which is pretty much as clear as a woman can be. Um, and of course he shows up and, and saves her life. <laughs> um but it's creepy that he saved her life. It, um, I mean, if she wasn't, she's she in that scene. It's pretty interesting because she's terrified because she almost got blown up. But I was like, oh, what level of that is she like? Kind of afraid of him, also, right? Yeah. Like your stalker showed up at your work on a really important day, and but yeah, like I, I think she. I, <laughs> I don't want to read stuff at work. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't want to read too much into, I mean, she definitely was, I mean, she was really freaked out about almost being killed, which was interesting to me also because she's a high-ranking um, empire person, but clearly doesn't have a lot of, she's not battle-tested, right? No. No, she's, she's you know, somebody that works in the office. Yeah, I mean, she's not a person you know, who has used to, any... She's used to giving commands to people to go do the battle, you know, it's, she's not used to being the yeah. one in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Although the whole Imperial operation was kind of, I don't know, like did, that guy who was the, um, I don't know if we're supposed to know his name, the guy that was the commander of the troops on that day, you know, by the end of the episode, he's like, fall back, fall back. And then he like, you know, he's hiding, he crawls himself all the way to the back. He's command by the end. He's commanding them to continue their attack while he's way in the rear. You know that guy? I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the guy who like, yeah, I don't know that guy's name, but he was kind of funny too. But I don't know. I mean, do you kind of? I'm, I I get the feeling you kind of agree. I know you kind of agree with me that. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Cassian is is the less interesting part of the whole. Like stuff moves around him in an interesting way, but his part himself, like all he did was save. He saved Bix. That's great. Bix is to me still a minor character, right? Yeah. I mean, she's important to him, but what really like Bix is a well, I mean, not for nothing. Supporting character. She is, but I mean, Bix is somebody that could be very instrumental in the rebellion. You know, she's she's very smart. She is. So, I mean, she's definitely going to be. You know, I mean, I mean, in this instance, nobody gave two shits about saving Bix except for him. Um, but it's going to yeah. pay off, I think, in the long run for everybody overall. I think so. I think so. 
except she like we know she's not in Rogue One, and she's not like uh, right. Uh, right. Yeah, she's like, not anybody she's, we've uh, ever heard of before. Right, and or ever will again, except in the next season, and she definitely plays a supporting role. And so, look, I'm like, is she perfectly fine? And am I glad he saved her? I guess, but yeah, his like his entire the title character's entire role in the season finale is to save a B character. I mean, I guess he couldn't save his mother. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, you know, I kind of was like, save the droid. Why aren't you saving B, the awesome droid who is so <laughs> sad? That droid is so sad all the time. Can you save him, please? <laughs> um, um, you know, and oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. About, um, about Bix? No, I don't remember. Oh, I know. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, you know, it's it's actually it's funny because this is like a serious start to the rebellion. Like his, you know, when his mother that hologram of his mother is like fight, and everybody starts fighting. Like, you know, that's and that's you know, this is just what we're seeing on Phoenix. I mean, you know, I'm sh- you know, it's like, can you imagine what it's like on other planets? Or once word gets out that Phoenix fought back against the Empire, other places might be like, hey, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting it pretty, that it, you know they're depicting it as the, the you know one of the first battles starts on Fennec. It was pretty great. Um, I was kind of surprised. I'm like, why doesn't the, why did the Empire like let that go on as long as it went on? Where she clearly was fomenting rebellion, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe because they were hoping to draw out Cassian. Um, I wasn't really maybe. sure why. Why it took them so long to put a stop to that, to that hologram video, whatever we're calling that, right? I was kind of surprised. I mean, it was still great. I mean, you know, it was it was a great speech. It was a great. Um, it was great to see Fiona Shaw again, even if she was technically dead, <laughs> giving that speech. Um, it was really I enjoyed that a lot. That was a highlight scene, of course. Um, uh, meanwhile, the the Skarsgård character, his name is, I wish I forgot the guy's name. He goes Luthen. by multiple names. Luthen. He shows up, um, you know, arguably to kill Cass, but he doesn't really do anything but watch until they have their encounter at the end. Um you know, I mean, we know, like, it's never a threat. We know he's not going to kill Cassian because we know he's got to be in a movie in five right. Um <laughs> So, uh, but it, it was, you know, it's, I mean, I guess the reason that he, he doesn't kill him and lets him live is because Cassian expressed, Cassian's wanting to die, right? He's like, just kill me. Just kill me now. Um, I mean, well, I think he basically is. Yeah. I was just going to say, that's the interesting thing um, is, I mean, he basically says, kill me or let me join. And I really think, I think his mother's message got through to him finally. Like, she tried explaining all this to him before, and he's like, no, I'm going to go hide somewhere that it's nice and warm and have a good life. And, you know, I think Mm -hmm. her her death and speech has really gotten him to realize – you know, that uh, it's going to be better. 
Yeah, I think so. But I mean, I think maybe her speech got to loosen a little bit, also, right? Um, yeah. Like, which is funny because I, I do feel like earlier in the season we talked about how Luthen wanted and Cass to join. Like he, like he went, like he recruited Cass for this job in the beginning. I always felt like not because he's such a great like criminal. But because he's like a good criminal, but also has potential to become part of the movement, right? And then he yeah. suddenly becomes a liability they have to kill because he's seen their faces, like which means, oh, did you never intend then, like losing that he would live, like right? Like losing kind of drops that in the middle of it. We gotta kill me, seeing our faces, whatever. And then he comes around. I, yeah, I think that I think that the mother, um, whose name is escaping me right now. I forget all my Star Wars names. Like I think the message got to Luthen also. But I think yeah. I think also I mean I think also clearly that Cassian is willing to die right then is a big reason why Luthen decides like this guy's all in I can trust him. Yeah. Right? So Mark, like, yeah, me, definitely. Him, get me. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I mean, we so, did. I was just going to say, so the um, other big thing, what did you think about what um, Mon Mothma did in the cab? Or not the cab, but her car. Oh, my God. That was and awesome. She knows that, so, that was brilliant, it right? It, it took me a minute to see what was going on there. And then I was like, oh, my God, she knows that guy's listening. Or, like, as soon as I saw the guy listening, I was like, oh, my God, she knows, of course, that her driver's a spy. Like, it was a setup, right? Yeah. Like, she she purposely accused her husband of gambling. And her husband's like, shut up. What are you talking about? Where are we going to get the money? And she's like, that's what scares me the most. And she knew that, look at reporters, she's setting up this false narrative about where her money went, basically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's brilliant. I agree with you. I think it's brilliant, and I think I think I'm brilliant for being so dumb that it took me like <laughs> a couple of it took me a little bit of that dialogue to catch it. Like at first, I was like, at first, it seems like it's just another argument with her husband. They've had quite a few. Um, throughout the season, right? Not arguments, but they clearly don't get along great. Yeah. And then when he's like when he's like, What are you talking about? I don't even have any money. I was like, Oh my God, she knows that guy's listening. It was it was genius. It really was a very smart like, is it gonna work forever? Maybe not. But it certainly bought her some time, right? Yeah. I mean in the end yeah, it, definitely it looks like to... I mean we know she you know, we we know her future, so we know she gets away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does look like in the end, I mean, was that an introduction of those of her daughter or is that a betrothal? Like it looked a little it was very formal the way they're introducing those two children, right? Like she yeah. she refuses yeah, last betrothal. She refuses a betrothal in the last episode, but in fact it looks like she's betrothing that, that child. Yeah. Um, Which is the only way she can get I think Jamie fell asleep. I think Jamie, I texted her and she did not answer. Um, 
I think she'll not be joining us tonight, so we'll just have to move along without her. Yeah, I, yeah, I think she fell asleep. <laughs> it's possible. Which wouldn't surprise me because because <laughs> Jamie Jamie has so much on her plate, it would not surprise me in the least. I know she's racing hard. She is every podcast. So, um, uh, so you know, what? I thought it was a decent finale. Like, like. This show got better in the last couple of episodes. I still have a lot of issues with it. I still, like, think Cassie and Andor is kind of... Yeah, it definitely got better at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's still not a great character that I'm not super interested in, but it definitely got better. And I um, and um, the credit sequence is exactly what you your theory from several episodes ago. So I congratulations know. Congratulations on getting that right. <laughs> That was so funny. Like, you know what the worst part is? You know, none of the episodes had an after credit scene. So after episode 12, Artie just, you know, the credits hit and Artie turns it off. And I didn't think nothing of it. It wasn't until the next day that I saw a headline that said, you know, something about the end credits. And I was like, oh, my God, we didn't even think about it. So it wasn't until the next day that we saw the end credits. And I was like. Oh, that is awesome. Cause, you know, I, I was only half kidding, you know, half serious when I said it. But, you know, I was like, what are yeah. they doing building parts of the death story? You know, like, I kind of, I meant it, but it was like, it wasn't, uh, you know, full on, oh, that's, you know, I know that's what they're doing type of thing, you know? Yeah, there wasn't, and there wasn't yeah. any, a ton of info really to, like, it's not a, it's a great guess. It was there was nothing there to really show you. You know, it's not a theory that it's not like that information yeah. was. I mean, it was a great thought, and it looked really it's just cool. It's a at fun the end. thing. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, we know that Rogue One is about stealing the plants of the Death Star. So, um, talk about coming full circle. Of course, it's under. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this Rogue One takes place. No, like Andor takes place really in the weeks and days before Rogue One, right? No, it's five years. Is it five years before Rogue One? It's like five years. Rogue One. Oh Rogue One takes place days before A New Hope. Rogue One is in the in the very days before A New Hope, right? This show yeah. is like uh, uh, years, maybe. Although the Death Star is pretty far along already. Um, yeah. I mean. Maybe a year has gone by, but yeah. Anyway, pretty good season finale for a show that we both didn't really like that much or care that much or thought needed to be made. And we both don't really love the lead character. Um, Yeah. So they managed to pull it off in the end. Yeah, it was definitely a good finale. The last two episodes were pretty good. Um, Yeah. But, uh, but overall, 12 episodes, it, it was not strong it was kind of, all the way through. No, it was really long. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, now we'll probably have to wait a long time for the next one. So um, that's okay with us. Uh, we'll get other stuff back first. But, yeah, it was fine. I mean, for for a show that never needed to be made, it was fine in the end. But, yeah, I think you're right. If they had made that 10 episodes – that would have, it probably would have been tighter and better. I mean, definitely would have been tighter. We might have liked it better. Now here's a text from Jamie. So. Might be here shortly. 
Um, and right on time. Oh, so she is awake. All right. I'm texting her back. Call now. She should be here in a sec. Okay. Just in time for us to say over just... to the peripheral, I guess. She calls. So we're going to do right uh, Black Panther last. Uh, yeah, unless we, unless, uh, whatever. Jamie, I think, just woke up, so whatever her brain is capable of talking about. I saw Black Panther <laughs> this afternoon at a 12.15 show. As you know, I love going to movies in the middle of the workday um, yeah. when my schedule allows, because the theater is really empty, and you can get a really good seat at the last minute and not catch the flu from anybody or anything else. They might be coughing around there. Um So, yeah, whatever she wants to do, but we can add that to our – I'm glad I saw it. I was, You know, I really um, – I was kind of worried about getting spoiled, and there's some stuff that I was non-spoiled. I was glad that I somehow had avoided several things that, you well, know. Good. Yeah, I had avoided seeing a lot of details. Um, so uh, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I don't know if we're going to – jump right into that. Where's our, is our friend with us? Oh my God, she's texting me again. No, she is not here yet. She is not here yet. No, she says she'll be, here, she'll be here in a sec. She's about to call. She'll be here in a sec. She needs just a few seconds. So we got that. We got the peripheral. And is that it tonight? Oh, and manifest. And manifest. Manifest. Yeah. Small she show, but a big movie. Yeah. So. Small show, big movie. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I guess whichever uh, Jimmy is a part of all that. So how about um, uh, maybe we should just jump into Black Panther really quick while we wait for her to call us. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, because it's something she could – yeah, she can uh, jump right in. And... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there she is. Oh, okay. Look at that. She heard you say it. Hello. I am so Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. We thought you fell asleep. We no, I was thing. working on the computer and not paying attention to what I was doing. I am sorry. That's but okay. You're here now. You made it. Yep. So we were we were just talking about we got Black Panther, the peripheral, and Manifest left to talk about tonight. Um, okay, cool. So, so how about a little Black Panther, uh, which we should, you know, be able to dispatch pretty quickly. I just thought today you guys both saw it like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, I saw yeah, it, I saw like it the day after it opened. A week ago, I think. I saw it a week after AJ, so I think like a week ago. Yeah. So I finally got in there today. There were like five people in the movie theater. It was awesome. Although when there's five people in the movie theater, I always worry that my popcorn crunching is too loud. Um, <laughs> so it is fresh in my memory, but why don't why don't we hear from Jamie, who we haven't, who has not been heard from on this podcast yet tonight? Well, um, you know, I liked it, but it didn't really feel like a Marvel movie to me. But granted, I don't know the mythology, so maybe those sea creature people were in the comic books. I don't know. Uh, AJ will have to tell me if that's the case or not. But um, I don't know. Like, I felt like it was a good movie, but it just didn't feel like a normal superhero Marvel movie. And I was kind of surprised that there wasn't actually a Black Panther until so far into the film. 
I, I don't know. That was kind of my, my my only thing is, like I said, it didn't really feel like Black Panther. I mean, I liked it. It was a good movie, and I thought that the effects were great. I thought the 3D was actually utilized pretty well. But uh, And the story was good. I think it was longer than it had to be. Though. They probably could have cut out like a half an hour of a lot of that underwater stuff. Like it was very pretty, but I didn't feel like it was necessary. And then you think the other, 240 yeah. is too long, Jamie? What? Two hours and 40 minutes is a long movie? <laughs> Hell no, yeah. No, it's not that it's too long. It just no, felt you're like right. it kind of dragged a little bit. And then um, the other thing that I had issue with was it seemed like it didn't end to me. Like, I thought it was con- supposed to be continued or something because it just kind of, to me, ended all of a sudden. And, like, they didn't even explain. Like, I, I don't know his character's name, but the one from Sherlock, uh, Martin Freeman. Like, they just... She just rescued him and like, well, he's still kind of in trouble by the government. I guess they're just going to take him with them. I don't know. That was not really explained. That irritated me a little bit. But, I mean, all in all, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie, good experience, but a lot of excess it didn't need. Yeah. And like I said, it was pretty, but a lot of it was unnecessary. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I agree with pretty much all that. Uh, AJ, you I saw, don't. did you see it in the full theater? Did you see it in the packed theater? Mm-hmm. And how did how did people like that? Um, actually, I gotta say, I was a little surprised. It wasn't completely packed. It was, you know, about half full, which kind of surprised me that that was it. Um, but I um, I disagree with what Jimmy. Everybody has their own opinion, but I didn't think anything could have been cut from it. I mean. I loved the whole thing. I, I didn't, like, the first hour, I was kind of like, holy crap, there's still, like, an hour and a half left. Um, but then once it got rolling, I was like, it flew by for me. So it didn't even feel like a two-and-a-half-hour movie. Um, I really liked Riri. I thought they did. she did a great job, that actress. Um, I, mean, I can't wait for her show now. Because before I was kind of like, eh, Ironheart, you know, it's like, the, you know, we'll see how that Disney show goes. But I, I was really enthralled by her. Um, so I can't wait for her show now, which I don't even know when that's coming out. But, um, and who's that? She's but I, girl? Is that what you're saying? I, hmm? uh, Iron, Ironheart, the one the one in the uh, the Iron Man type costume. The girl from MIT who has oh, an Iron oh, Man oh, Yeah, the, 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 the really smart girl. girl. She's getting a show. She's getting a show. Yeah, that part I thought was cool. I liked that. Oh, see, I disagree with that. Um, AJ, do you and, have more thoughts? Yeah. I, um, um, I, I lost my train of thought for a second. I, I lost my train of thought for a second there. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and to answer Jamie's question, yes, yes, the, the fish people are in uh, the comics. <laughs> um, okay, well, they, it might have felt more comic-y if I had known that, but I, I kind of figured it might be, but I had never heard of them, so. Yeah, I mean, Neymar is a character in, um, that people have been wanting in the Marvel Universe for a while now, and I got to say, I'm, really? I'm kind of interested to see what happens with him because in the comics, he's, he's always been an anti-hero, but I feel like in this, they made it difficult kind of to make him an antihero. Like, um, I mean, he killed the queen, you know? Um, yeah. So 
kind of hard to come back from. Um, so I'm going to be interested to see how they play this out um, in the long run. Um, but I mean, I mean, overall, I just loved it. And it made sense to me, that, you know, I'm glad there wasn't a Black Panther right away. And it made sense because, you know, uh, Killmonger had, you know, destroyed everything. So they had to, like, make it anew again. And I thought it was interesting the way they did it because, I mean, they they took a lot of uh, creative license with Neymar and his people. Um, in the comics, they're actually uh, Atlanteans, but I think they decided since DC has already breached that with um, what's Aquaman. Her, uh, Aquaman, that they kind of they went more, you know, and I like the I like the way they went more my the Mayan uh, history with it. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty creative. That's not and even his name in sense. the comics, right? He's called, I had to read about this, but he's called the Submariner is his name in the comics. Like Namor, Namor, well, Namor is not even his name. Namor the Sub, yeah. No, Namor is his name. The sub, Submariner is like a, sub, Submariner is like a, a nickname type thing. Oh. Like for the God of Thunder? And I, I, yeah, I just, because I had this discussion with my father. I just want to know what you got, how you guys took this. It's not necessarily integral to the plot, but it just, it, it kind of was like one of those nitpicky things. So I have a question. When she made the, the flower thing that gave her the power, didn't you take it that she like sort of 3D printed it with the DNA? She didn't sort of. She 100%, yeah, 3D printed okay. it. Yeah. Right? She, she says printed. Okay, because we got in this discussion yeah. about because there's one thing, and, and granted, I know they can't because I guess there'd be no movie, but all I kept thinking through half of it is if she printed it that easy, why didn't she just make more than one? Like, it would have made it a lot easier. I don't know. Well, at the end, they show her, like, they could have given like one to the, the ground, other girl. Right? Like, why does she have to be the only Black Panther? You know what I mean? If they're trying to, like, not die, I would just think that at some point, they would maybe, but I, I mean, I guess that's their culture. They don't give it to more than one, but I just, that's what I kept thinking through a lot of it because it seemed like it was so easy once she figured it out. Sorry, well, I think, because, I yeah, yeah, no, I think. Yeah, no, you're what you're saying makes that, sense, Jamie. I hadn't thought that of that. Power is, that power is reserved for a single person who was the protector and they don't just like, you know, I remember how think they. think if everybody, if all your people were dying that you would be like, well, let's just, who cares, you know? Save your people and don't worry about it. Yeah, but yeah. Although that's, no, I, Although that's, that's kind argument, of the whole actually. point of the movie. Kind of the whole point of the movie yeah. is like, what kind of person will you become in order to save your people, right? Like that's. Yeah, I get it. I'm just saying. It's yeah. Just so much but I, go ahead. I, I, I'll carry you. I mean, I thought the movie was pretty good. I I mean, I had some problems with it, mostly centering around Namor and and his people were some of the problematic parts of it. I mean, this movie had a lot to – so this movie was already written and was filming, I think, when Chadwick Boseman died, right? He had filmed parts of this movie um, when he died. People didn't know he was sick, and they had to, like, stop and rewrite the entire thing. Like, this was always conceived as a vehicle for Chadwick Boseman, and they were well into production when he died. So they had to make a major change. So I can appreciate just even having to do that, just being Ryan Coogler – and everyone and being like, well, now we got to change the entire story and make it a vehicle for Shuri instead, right? So I appreciate what that meant in terms of filmmaking and that they had to make it like, based, like so much of this movie is 
is paying tribute to T'Challa and to Chadwick Boseman, who you can't replace on the screen, right? He just had such charisma and and you know, I've seen I, so many reviews refer to Chadwick Boseman's grace on films, and and he you know he was so. And they have to write this vehicle for Shuri. I, I thought they did a pretty good job of of conveying this movie, particularly it, with with his death. It's now like a woman led franchise, right? And this movie is almost entirely female lead characters. And I think the movie was at its best, really, where I was seeing, like, their grief over losing T'Challa. Unfortunately, it's also a superhero movie, and the MCU has other, like, uh, has things they got to get done in this movie that aren't just about, like, right? Uh, I mean, to me, I thought the best, best scene in the whole movie is that scene between Queen Ramonda and Okoye. Um, where they're both like, I've given everything to my country, right? And she's like, how can you, like, mm. deny Guerrera as a queen, is like, how can you demote me from general? I've given everything. And Angela Bassett's like, wait a minute, every single person I love is, like, everyone's dead. Don't even tell me about giving, like, that scene was amazing, I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Angela Bassett was incredible. Angela Bassett, I mean, she's just an amazing actress, right? And she just, like, uh, like, I don't know. To me, those were some of the best parts of the movie. Uh, when it gets into, you know, it kind of some good action sequences and a good story. I I liked, I kind of liked story of Shuri's grief and anger, um, and having to sort of come to terms with all of this. I thought some of the weaknesses were around Namor and Namor and his like his whole characterization and his and his civilization. You know, I think, so Jamie, you're like, wow, two hours and 40, it's pretty long. And yet I feel like they didn't spend enough time with him. Like he, he was really very simply drawn to his motivation. Wasn't really clear to me. And while he says to you, blah, 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 I'm angry. Colonizers, blah, blah, blah. Like, like he's, he's like, so I'm going to wage war on the entire surface of the planet. Like everyone and sure, if you're not in with me, then I'll destroy you also. And I'm like, wait a minute, you two should be like you, like, like he was, he was a little oversimplified for me. I don't know, AJ, if that's his mo in the comics, and they were true to that, but I felt like he was a little underdeveloped. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, and I, I tell you, the one thing about the movie I did not like felt a little. Re, like a rehash a little bit because I felt like they kind of wrote Namor's character very similar to Killmonger. And yet not nearly as good, right? Right. Maybe and speaking of Killmonger, that was, that was brilliant. That was, a, that was a great cameo that I did not see coming. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Maybe if they had spent more time with Namor and less time with like them swimming around the village and meeting everybody. Like, that was the part that, like, I thought was really cool, and I liked it because I thought the effects were great, and it was really fun in 3D because I actually paid for the 3D. But, like, that was the part to me that I was, didn't really like, made not, it 3D. It, it was, yeah. Like, some of that of, like, her going around the place was sort of, like, excess. I felt like, like maybe it would have been better spent with him rather than, like, introducing – 
their underwater kingdom. Like that's the part that I feel like it was more about oh, yeah. the effects than about the actual actual story. You mean you mean like Shuri swimming around with like a yeah. she's like in wonderment with a smile, but she doesn't actually talk to anybody or learn anything. It was just a travel. Yeah, like it was really right? cool yeah. and it looked really cool, but did we really have to see all the different facets of that underground underwater kingdom? Like that is something that maybe their story I could see being like a you know, a six episode Disney series or something. But like for the sake of the movie, I think that maybe if they'd spent more time with him and less time with the area and like showcasing how cool it looked, that maybe it would have would have felt like he had more substance. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's really in contrast to the original Black Panther did such a good job of characterizing Wakanda and giving you a really good feeling of what Wakanda is all about, who the people are, what their culture and civilization are. Like, like you really came. Like, you really learn a lot. Like, like I really understood Wakanda, I felt like, in that movie, despite being a, a white woman in North America, right? Like, it, like it's very centered on sort of Afro-futuristic ideals. But, like, I really got Wakanda, and I, they didn't really do that with these, with, uh, t- I, can't, I can't remember, Tenno, I can't remember, the, I can't remember the name of the city, but whatever. They didn't really, like, give me, probably because nobody speaks, like, he's the only person from his civilization who's really a character. He has a couple of warriors who say things like, throw down your sword, but none of them are actual people, right? Yeah. And so you, you don't really get to see a, a community there. Yeah. yeah, you know, actually that was one thing that was that bothered me a little bit was one of the characters, uh, Namorita, she was one of the blue characters, she was like mm-hmm. one of the I mean, the, the most important character aside from him in in the uh, in his water world, people there. Um, she's like his right hand woman kind of thing she, in this movie. Yeah, she's a she's a much bigger deal in the comics. So I was kind of disappointed that they kind of I feel like they downplayed her. I I I had I had a little disappointed that she was even in it. Like I feel like she deserved her own introduction at a later date than to have this kind of. Minor role in this big ensemble movie, which, by the way, I got—I don't know about you two, but the first five minutes of this movie killed me. <laughs> they do, oh, they yeah. do Chichala's funeral, they do Chichala's funeral, and then that that dead silent opening, the Marvel opening with just oh, images yeah. of him. I'm sitting there, yeah. and the theater is quiet. Nobody is making a sound, and I am trying my damnedest not to make any noise. Yeah. I yeah, was like, I mean, they... damn, this, damn Marvel. <laughs> you told me to put tissues, I did. <laughs> but I cried. I mean, so I could never judge by me. But they, yeah, I mean, I think they really nailed the part where they were doing, they were paying homage to, to T'Challa and to Tabitha Boseman. Um, you know, I think that. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, I. You know, I wanted to go back to that part where where Killmonger that ca- that cameo with Killmonger, which I agree with was awesome. But part of that is because uh, I mean, what's the actor's name? His name is uh, uh, come on, it's on the tip of my tongue. Killmonger is played by the guy who was in Creed. His name is uh, speak to me, you guys. What's his name? I don't know. Um, I'd have to look it up. I want to blink too. Yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, Eric, no, I... Eric, isn't it? Isn't it Eric? No, it's, it's not uh, Eric. 
It's a... Now that you said uh, that, y'all looking up, hold I got on. It's embarrassing that we cover entertainment on this show. And we can yes, anyway. He's he's Michael a, B. Jordan. He's an inc- I was like, Michael I'm thinking Jordan, myself. I'm like, I know it's a, I'm like, I know that, it's yeah. a name that I should. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan is such a presence on film. He's so. I mean, he's so charismatic. He's he's such a. First of all, he's a physical presence. Like that scene where he's with Shuri. And she's this tiny little thing with, like, her bones are, like, bird-like, uh, uh, right? Like, she just looks like this tiny little <laughs> fragile thing, and he's this imposing presence, and and he's so charismatic also. Um, and, and he, like, I felt like Namor kind of didn't have that level of villain, right? I mean, he I guess he's not he, – he, he didn't have that level of – conviction um and and he's not like it's not like he's just outright evil because they tried to make Namor have this very complex okay so Killmonger actually was a pretty complex nuanced villain and if you remember from from Black Panther he's got all this motivation from being like a black child growing up in LA to finding out that he's been like he has so he's got reasons and he's got feelings right and I felt like while Nemora is supposed to have sort of an equally complex motivation, I felt, it just felt kind of flat to me. It just didn't really come across. And we see that whole story about he's from indigenous people in Mexico and the Spanish come in and massacre everyone and he's scarred by that and his mother dies, blah, blah. And it all makes sense. And yet somehow to me, I was just like, eh, it's just not, it's just not, I don't know. To me, it, it, I didn't feel... I didn't feel his motive. Maybe because it all came through exposition and not through really. Um, maybe with Killmonger, it was more integrated into his actions and his words. Whereas with Nemor, we just got this big dump of exposition. Um, I mean, look, this movie had a lot to carry. Like, you can't, like, it had to be 240. And it had to be, like, you couldn't maybe give enough attention to making a better villain when you had to have multiple scenes allowing the cast and allowing us as the audience to grieve for T'Challa, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, plus, plus, you know, it's the MCU, so they have to, to me, the weakest part was Riri, Ironheart, whatever her name is, Iron really? Woman. See, I oh, loved yeah. her. I, I thought, thought she was she, great. Okay, she's not the weakest part. The weakest part was Agent Ross. You could have cut Agent Ross entirely out yeah. of the movie and you would not even have noticed or cared. Like, like that was MCU service, right? Like, we like Martin yes. Freeman. We like Agent Ross. But did he have to be in this? He did nothing but talk on the phone. He only talked on the phone in the entire movie. Except when he talks to Julia Louis-Dreyfus, right? It's a, what's her name? Uh, Val. He doesn't really do anything except talk on the phone. Um, he was really shoehorned in there. They could have cut him out. And I think they should have cut him out um, because they didn't even really give us – I've learned more about Val from post credit scenes than I did at all in this movie <laughs> except that they were once married. Yeah, um, that's true. So so that was the weakest part, but I thought Riri was really weak. I, I, I thought that she was uh, – I didn't know they were trying to. I didn't know they were trying to give her a show, 
And I was like, why is this girl even in here? Like, why did, couldn't they just have, like, oh, couldn't they just They're not trying to give her a show. Shuri? She has a show. Okay, they are giving her <laughs> a show, yes. Right. Hmm. I never even heard of her. I didn't know she was a thing. Um, but, I didn't either. like, I felt like, as I'm watching some, like, couldn't they just have a movie where Shuri has some sensors that detect this activity in the North Atlantic? Or, I mean, I guess they had to set it up for no more to attack, but the idea that that this girl invented this thing and she's this brilliant scientist or whatever and that she, like, they're after her. I, I felt like also there were multiple opportunities when Namor could have just totally killed her and he did. Like, when he kills when he kills Angela Bassett, when he kills Queen Ramona, he could have also totally killed Riri right then, but he doesn't. And he's like, oh, sure, I'm coming back here now. I just killed her mother. I'm coming back here to get Riri. I'm like, what? Why did you just kill her right now? Like, they're logistic decisions. Because she has to have a movie. Exactly. Um, I, I thought she was weak. I thought she was comic relief. I thought her point in the movie didn't make sense. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, shit, now everyone has an Iron Man suit all of a sudden. Like, Iron Man had an Iron Man suit. Then what's his name? Sam, is that his name? That other guy gets an Iron Man suit. Pepper Potts has an Iron Man suit. And now this girl invents her own Iron Man. Like, everyone's got an Iron Man suit now. I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Like, she just made it in her basement. Poor man it, 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 suit. She made it herself. It's, it's the poor man's Iron Man. It's, it's, worse, it's worse in the comics. She's we haven't even met Iron Lad yet. Iron Lad? They have an Iron Lad? Iron Lad. Yep. So, you're, so AJ, you're saying it's worse because, really, everyone does have an Iron Man suit in the comic books. Yeah, there's a lot of them. All right, you guys, I'll meet you next weekend. Let's start working on ours. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, so you loved her, AJ. Did you love her? Yeah, because, I liked her. Did you like her because you know she's coming from the comics and you're excited about that, or did you like her because no. she was objectively a good part of this movie? I liked her because I felt I, – I think it was the actress that did it for me. I thought she was very charismatic. Um, okay. Because, like, when I heard that they were making – um, an Ironheart TV show. I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, I was, you know, I, I'm, I was thinking it's going to be, when I first heard about it, I thought, okay, it's going to be very similar to the way Miss Marvel was fun and quirky. Um, but, you know, I didn't really care one way or the other about it. Um, and now that I've, you know, seen the actress in action, I was like, wow, you know what? Like, I, I think it was the actress that did it for me, you know? Um, okay. Like I said, she was very char- cool. charismatic for me, and I enjoyed her. Yeah, I enjoyed the actress, but I do – they probably – you know, part of what you said, Karen, was, was right, is they maybe even could have done the story without her probably. Like, they didn't even necessarily – I mean, they needed her because she helped, but, like, I feel like it probably could have been anybody else that helped, you know? Like, it wasn't – she was more right. just like the reason that right. everybody was after them. It wasn't really so otherwise. No, she's not in this movie because she's an important part of Shuri's story. She's in this right. movie because Marvel needs to launch the show, and they needed to introduce her so they can launch her show. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much yeah. yeah like exactly. a Marvel, a Marvel movie always is in service to the next part of the franchise is. Actually, not the yeah. franchise, the, the universe. Actually, I mean, to be fair, they really have let they really have let 
um, Black Panther kind of sit outside a lot of that because there was a point in this movie where I was like, okay, so Shuri's in, like, okay, Wakanda's completely, like, under attack, and this guy wants to annihilate Wakanda, and he's like, you better not tell the United States or anyone, and I'm like, why don't you call the Avengers? Like, why don't you, like, call the, seriously, call the Avengers to help you. Because the Avengers are all dead. The Avengers are all dead. Well, they are all dead. Part of the point of the Avengers is that they're all pretty much dead now, right? Not all of them. The only one still alive is Hulk. Hulk's alive. Hawkeye, is Hawkeye still alive? Hawkeye's alive, right? Yeah, Hawkeye, Hawkeye's retired. What is, um, Captain America is, Iron Man is definitely dead. Captain America's alive, yeah. Spider-Man Captain America's alive, Cap, right? He's alive. Well, Cap, Cap Steve Rogers is alive, but he's an old man. Yeah. He's an old man. Right. And, and the new group, Thor, like, you know, and like Thor, Bucky and Sam aren't really, yeah, but where's Thor? On another, you know. Whatever. Thor's off world. I'm sure, look, I'm pretty sure Shuri could call people if she needed them. Captain Marvel, like, they all showed up in Endgame. They all know Shuri. They're all friends of hers. I'm sure she can call them. I'm just saying, in this movie, they could, she could have, like, instead of being like, let me go, like, the biggest mistake in this, we got to move on, but the biggest mistake in this movie is like, okay, we're going to fight, let's go fight these guys in the middle of the ocean. Like, when they decide to take an aircraft carrier out there to fight him, it was pretty. It was a pretty well done scene, and I enjoyed seeing like I just enjoyed seeing the Dormelage like rappel down the sides of the aircraft carrier where that ship is, right? And have those fights that were sort of like horizontal, no vertical kind of fighting. That was pretty cool. I enjoyed that scene. But I'm like, well, you're gonna fight the guy in the ocean. Anyway, there were parts of this movie where I was like, why don't you call the Avengers? Um, uh. Because A, that's not this movie. This is not a Avengers movie. But B, where I was going with this is they have allowed, like, Black Panther is like a a franchise that in its two movies has stood alone a little bit from the larger, I mean, it's part of the MCU, but it's not, it hasn't always had to carry the weight that other movies have, right? Which I appreciate. I like that. I like that they that they're, like, this idea that Wakanda is this, like, hermit kingdom, and they do things their own way, and they don't, we don't always have to have, like, five more Marvel characters stuck into it. I like that. But they stuck Riri in it because they need to, Riri's in it, not because she makes sense, but because they need to launch the franchise. They need to launch her show. I didn't, she didn't speak to me. She didn't make me excited to watch her show. I mean, I, I really... I didn't feel like, oh, my God, this is a character I want to know more about. She's getting a show. What? i got to watch it. I'm really not that – it didn't make me want to see more – like, it didn't make me want to see more of her. It really didn't. I mean, I'll watch it because it's on. But she, to me, she was not – maybe, you know, to Jamie's point and both of our points, maybe they should have cut Martin Freeman out and given more time to developing this character who's getting her own show. I thought you meant his wife. I like him. I don't want him to be cut out. So he he had no, okay, he had no point, but no, you agree, right, he had no, no point in this movie. He had right. zero point being in this movie. But, you know, um, anyway, I mean, it was good. I'm not saying I didn't like it. I thought it was good. It was a fine way to spend two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I thought particularly all the female leads in Wakanda did really good work. I mean, 
they're a little bit overshadowed by the awesomeness that is Angela Bassett. Um, but I, I thought all of the cast, the female cast are really very strong. And it's an almost entirely, and the, and the male cast is good too. Like Winston Duke is so good as um, Baku. And I mean, Martin Freeman's always good, even though he had a little bitty stupid part in this movie. But it, this was the most female, this was more female driven, even I felt like, than Captain Marvel. Right? Yeah. So, all right. So, um, all right. you guys want to move it along to the next thing? Yes. Okay. What do you want the next thing to be? The peripheral? Or sure. Sure, okay, yeah. I was going to say, I think that's the only other thing I've seen. So, yeah. <laughs> you didn't see Manifest? So, Jamie. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm sorry. I did see Manifest. <laughs> I was going to say, didn't so you? Jamie... Have you seen all 10? <laughs> yeah, Are you still yeah, trying yeah. to remember back for the peripheral, or did you watch this with us this week, the peripheral? No, I watched the, I This one I hadn't seen until I seen it the other day. Two okay. days ago, maybe, or something like that. So this episode is about really the three main characters who are pilot and peripherals have to take a test with um, uh, the policewoman, the detective, whose name is Ashley Adelaide, I forget her name, it starts with an A, Ainsley, Ainsley Lebo Le- Le- or something like that. She's the one that's from, um, what's it not Dr. Who, but the, um, the one with the kids. I'm losing my brain. Sarah Jane. Oh, if you mean the young oh it's, it's called, like, Coal Hill. They were in the Coal Hill School. It's called, yeah. The Sarah Jane Adventure. Yeah, she's from Sarah Jane. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was the bulk of this, but there's also that whole thing going on this week where the old man assassin um, meets his match. <laughs> Right, yeah, um, which was all kind of fantastic, and and Tommy steps up. So uh, uh, you liked all that Tommy stuff? Yeah, except except in the preview, they're like somebody woke up, and he's like, which one? So something's gonna go down again, but we'll see. Hopefully, it's the bad guy because I feel like the sheriff can screw him over. I feel like the other guy will, like, just doesn't want to be killed and will do whatever he wants him to do. You know what I mean? If it means he'll let him go, like, he won't want to cause issues. Who, you mean Corbell? The, the... Yeah, Corbell. Like, he's a troublemaker and he rules his town and everything, but I mean, like, in the long run, the sheriff can pull strings easy, easier than Corbell can, if that makes sense. Like well, isn't the sheriff Tommy dead by the end of the episode? Isn't the sheriff dead? Well, yes, he is. You know from the promo that one of them's alive because the um his Corbell's maybe alive, deputy, but whoever one of them, the the guy, one of the I don't know if it was an EMT or one of the people who worked at the sheriff's office. I don't know, but in the promo he comes over and he's like one of them's still breathing or something to that effect. It's a, oh yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Promo. He says like we have a pulse or something like that. Yeah, yeah that's what he says exactly. It's got to be Corbell. It's got to be Corbell. There's no way you yeah. kill the sheriff and no way you kill yeah, Corbell I don't and think keep the sheriff alive, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty good episode, although I I think that the action in the future in London has kind of slowed down, and I'm struggling to understand what the point is or where that's going. Um, I mean, we did get a little more information about we got some clarity on what we already kind of knew about the data that was downloaded to Flynn's brain, right? And why, yeah, and what that's all about. Yeah. I no, feel like no, we knew sure. it. It Which was just the characters. Go ahead, AJ. Which, Cameron, you suspected all along. Yes, thank you. I did mention that uh, a couple weeks ago uh, that I felt that was going on. Um, and so, like, I felt like we already knew it. It was the rest of the characters getting that information, right, or having it clarified to them. Um, uh, and we had all this weirdness with uh, uh, what's his? Oh, come on, who's the bad guy who who will work for? I always forget that guy's name. Oh, no, 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 in the future. Uh, Lev. 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 What's his name? Lev, yes. And Lev. we had all that stuff with Lev, um, which was kind of interesting also, how Lev's, you know, Lev's lackeys are actually working against him. And they're speaking in this weird encrypted language, yeah, which I'm not sure if it's backwards. Not backwards. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's all it was. It may have been spoken It was surprising. Before, but I think that's all it was. It never even occurred to me that that was what was happening with them, that those two were working against him, particularly because the guy who's like the servant is, is such a scaredy cat. I mean, he should be scared, right? Love is a very scary person. Um, yeah. But he's a very, like, that was surprising. Um, yep. To finally have this plan, and then he's on to them, and he speaks their language. Like, oh, so much happened with them. Actually, now that I think about it, that all happened really quickly in, like, one big scene. Where they're uh-huh. planning this thing, they're talking about it. He's onto them. He's so it's good, but it's but in general, I don't know. Is it me? Am I the only person who kind of struggles to to see where that's going or to find it as interesting? Particularly any scene that Flynn is not in, right? Like when when all that was going on, I was like, oh, "This thing where's it going?" Um, and then everything that happens in Texas is so much more interesting. Maybe because it's so much more violent and everybody's about to die in Texas all the time. Like, everybody's always trying to kill them in Texas. Maybe that's why I feel more interested in it because it's more intense. I don't know. I like the stuff in the future just as much, so I can't really can't really say that the same. I gotta say, I'm with Karen on this one. The stuff uh, in Texas, no matter who it's involving, is always, I feel, more interesting. Um, the only time the future is somewhat interesting because stuff is happening is when um, Flynn is there. Um, although I did like the scene with them fighting up the building. That was pretty cool, the way that, how well those two work together. But um, I, I, was, I, I, got it, I was a little confused at times. But, like, I, you know, this whole time I thought that – the, uh, the 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 stubs and everything. I thought it was more secretive than it is. Like the cop seems to know everything. So and I'm I like, why is the past? Why is everybody running around in secret? Yeah, but it just I I I 
felt this. I mean, and I've, don't get me wrong. I still like the show, and I've liked, I really liked everything up to this. It's just I feel like now that things aren't as I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but let's put it this way: the cop is the detective. She's afraid of Cerise. Cerise put her in the, her place, which to me means that Cerise is the most dangerous person, whereas she was talking to Lev like he's nothing, but he she seems to know all their secrets. So it's like, what is the point of any of this, and what's legal and what's not legal? Like, you know, like when they, um, when uh, Wilf and um, Flynn were on the street and that, robot cop came up to her and they like made up this story and everything I was you know I was like oh, okay they can't know about it and then the cop walks in and she's like oh I want to meet them and I'm like wait a minute what's you know you know what I mean yeah, yeah. like it just doesn't she knows seem they're all corporals. As... she knows like she's not and she's not mad and she doesn't care and she's right. intrigued but not like what it's a little yeah. confusing yeah Meanwhile, I'm Why is she not? <laughs> well, yes, I thought that Cherise really needed to keep all of this a secret from everyone, um, and she really doesn't. Like everyone knows everything, as you said, right? Like, what's the like? Yeah, every, yeah. What's the secrecy? Who's in charge? Everybody knows everything. There's not like there's like. What Flynn has been led to believe is not really, or what we've been led to believe is not really what the case is. So yeah, the whole the, the future part with, with Flynn's visits there and everyone, maybe maybe they're taking too long with it. Maybe I need it to move along a little faster. It's not moving as fast as the Texas storyline. Maybe maybe for me, I maybe want I just to get need to understand what the point is. Like, I'm not understanding well, the point. Yeah. Like, I still haven't figured out if it's, is it, you know, is this something they're doing to try and save their own future because, you know, there's, like, no population? Like, are they just, do they just enjoy messing with people's lives in other realities? Like, I, what's the point? What it seems to be. Oh, yeah, that whole point like, of, exactly. like, that's what, what is I, the... That's what I want like, to Like, what is the RI doing in the stub? Why are they trying this technology out and experimenting the stub? Are they trying to – I mean, it, it does become clear that um, Lev's assistant, whose name I can't remember, but Katie Leung, who, who we know from – we keep always saying Cho Chang. I'm sure she hates that. But Katie Leung, who plays that role, um, whose character name I don't know, she talks about – wanting to burn this world down and build another one, which I didn't appreciate as a point of dialogue. Like, I felt like that dialogue that I've seen, like, how many times have you heard that exact line out of people in a million movies? I want to burn this world down and start it over. I mean, I feel like, am I watching another show right now that that's happening in? Like, I feel like every show that's about science fiction, someone's trying to do that. Like, almost every other week on Doctor Who, someone tries to do that, right? Or... I mean, particularly burn this world down, I felt was like a poor dialogue. And it didn't really, like, it didn't really, I mean, I appreciate her, but it, I, I don't really know what that means or why you want to burn this world down. Like, the world pretty much almost ended, and this is what's left, right? So I appreciate yeah. that there's some sort of corrupt structure, 
but we haven't really seen what that means. We've never seen a normal person. Like, we don't know what this society is because we've really only met five people in this future society. We don't really know, like, all the people walking on the streets are fake people. Like, Wolf is the closest person we've known to a normal person, right? So for her to mm-hmm. say, like, I want to burn this world down, it's not working, seeing whether it works or not, I guess. Um, whereas we can clearly see that the world in Texas, or at least in this little small part of Texas, um, is not fair or working out. I mean, it's working for some people, right? Like, I can see why you'd want to change that part of the world. Um, actually, by the way, it wasn't clear to me until this week where they spoke, Flynn speaks clearly of the Texas secession. I'm not sure I realized that Texas had seceded and become is another country. It's an independent country maybe in this show, right? Yeah, that was when they had the war for Texas. She speaks of the war for secession. Um, yeah. Seceded. Yeah, they mentioned that last well, week. We see, pay attention, Greg Abbott. We see how that worked out for you all. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah I I mean a long way of saying like I find the Texas parts of the show more compelling right now the future part is a little I don't know I guess I need some answers right what I'm really saying is I need some answers it's time to tell us a few things agreed but I I mean but it's pretty good like the, the fight scene that when they have to fight their way, when Connor and um, Burton fight their way up that building, uh, that was pretty well done. Like, we see a lot of bad fight scenes on a lot of shows and movies, and that was pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and Connor loved it. They're doing, like, Connor, I don't know, I'm worried about Connor. Like, is Connor yeah, going too. to, right? Like, Connor loves it so much. He actually says, I'm going to marry that woman, right? He wants to marry the robot woman who was testing them. Um, I mean, he's kind of joking, but he, I mean, he either is going to get killed or is going to, like, get turned to the dark side or something, right? He's just way too into it. Well, we don't know how many years it's been, or maybe we do know how many years, and I wasn't paying attention, uh, since Connor got blowed up. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I kind of get it why he's so overzealous because for the first time in a long time he has legs and and two arms. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I what I really hope happens at some point is that he finds out um, that uh, you know he I, I, that 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 this was done to him. Granted, the person that did it to him is already dead. But it's connected to Sarif, to so you know. I hope uh, hope he finds out and uh, kind of takes it, tries taking it, you know, helping out big time to take it to her. Oh yeah, the ways that this was done to him as their experiment, as their plan to try to experiment on people, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. It'll be great for him to find that out. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, see where their, that their past though has been changed. Because yeah. the one thing I want to comment is that that cop makes a point of saying that in her timeline, I guess she means in the original timeline. I was kind of confused the way she talked about it. But in her timeline, 
Burton died, and that guy was okay, and uh, Connor was okay. Right. Yes, and Flynn marries Tommy in that yeah. timeline, which, which according to them, is the prime timeline. Like they consider Flynn's world to be a stub, right? But if I'm Flynn, yeah. it's like their world a stub, right? Like who who's to say right. which is the main branch and which is the stub? Exactly. Because, I mean, I guess I'm taking a very, like, fringe, like, like I'm thinking about watching a show like Fringe, I've got maybe that in my mind, but Branch maybe is kind of equal, or at least equal in their own mind. Like, right. why are they a stub? Yeah, it depends which story we're fo- whose story we're following. Yes. It's exactly. actually been explained, I Perspe- think, by Wolf. I think it's Wilf who says they call it a stub really to sort of delegitimize it and make it easier to think of them as not people. Right. But And speaking of Tommy. Oh, Tommy. Wow. That, yes. Speak Tommy, Tommy, man. Hey, DJ, speak of Tommy. You know, it's funny. I mean, the episode, episode starts with, oh, my God, poor Tommy. He cannot just not catch a break. And then it turns into – holy crap, I did not see that coming. And now it's like, how do I feel about that? How do I feel about the fact that Tommy decides to take the law into his own hands? Because, like, it goes against everything they've shown us about Tommy. That Tommy is a by-the-book yeah. kind of guy. Regard, You know, he always does the right thing. So, I mean, I guess living in this town his whole life and seeing how things go and understanding how it works, I guess I could understand it. Um, but it's still, it's still, I didn't, yeah. you know, I mean, it was funny. I thought to myself, I did not see that coming. And then, uh, what's his face says it himself. <laughs> yeah. Um, the bad guy there. Um, the and then, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, I love what he goes, he, the best part is the name of the episode is do dad. And he says to Tommy, he goes, he goes, what is that thing? And Tommy goes, he shoots at me. He goes, it's a do dad. <laughs> <laughs> like that yeah. was great. I don't know if you guys enjoyed that, that as much as I did, but I thought that was hilarious. Well, which he had called it earlier when he goes to like claim the evidence, right? And then when yeah. he's like, "Do that, what?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Like everything we've seen about Tommy, I mean, honestly, everything we've seen about Tommy, I don't understand why Selene is in love with him because he's sort of like, I mean, generic and generically a cop. And he's very not – I mean, I guess if you live in that boring town, who are you going to be hot for? Tommy. Um, and then all of a sudden he becomes this, like, it is really out of character of everything we've seen. Uh, he's not, as far as, you know, a guy that would ever do that. Although he does say, like, as, you know, he's like, as you said, Corbell, I have no choice. Or as you said, Sheriff, I have no choice. What am I going to do? Um, I didn't think he had it in him. I would have I thought he did that. Yeah, I was yeah. very surprised by it. I like that he did Good it. For him. I like that he did it. I was really surprised to see the 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 assassin, the old man, be killed. Um, we talked last week about how 
he's a bad character. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want him to die. Like, he's so sympathetic all of a sudden last week. And then he's again terrible in this episode. And again, I'm like, oh, my God, he should die. And then he does die. And I'm like, wait, I'm not sure how I feel about that. He was just such a great character with yeah, great dialogue that's the problem. and great charisma. Yeah. He's, right? a, he's a bad guy that we don't like, but his the character is so compelling that you want him to stick around and see what he's going to do next. Yeah. I was a little yeah. sorry that he died. Except, except, yeah, but then he went and killed Reese. So, that, you know, if he hadn't killed yeah, Reese, maybe I would have felt a little worse about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he killed Reese. Yeah. So, I'd love to talk about where you guys think this is going, but I have no clue where it's going. I can't even tell who is the major bad person in the future or what part of it needs to change or what I don't even know like every scene that's in the future did you see that scene that was like sort of a it was it was a scene of the cityscape from far in the distance and you saw all those giant statues all around I'm with Jamie a couple weeks ago Jamie was like I want to know what's with those statues and why were they built why are they there and I'm feeling like I do also like what is with them Um, yeah but a lot of it isn't even real I mean, a lot of it, you've got to remember, a lot of it's, like, virtually projected, too, don't forget. Right, but those statues are real. Yeah. They, they, they don't look as nice as they are perceived, but they're there. That's, that's true. Two, week, two weeks ago when they, when or last week, when Wilf kind of revealed the skyline, Flynn saw it, and it was real. Um, yeah. And that's probably a red herring that I don't need to care about. This is, like... It's like the three toes. It's like the statue on Lost. Like, am I going to really be wondering about who built that statue, or should I worry about other stuff? And I should worry about other stuff. But um, I don't even know what's going. I don't even know what my next question is. Like, I don't even know what to say. Like, I want to see happen next week. Um, except I want How many to are know. There, are there ten? I was thinking there are eight, but there must be ten. There's eight. There's eight. I think there's eight. Wait, no, no. Oh, there's eight. No, I take that back. There might be ten. There's eight of there's eight. the other show I'm watching. Oh, let's see. All right, I feel look it up, but I mean, I feel like I need. Feel like it's Amazon. It could already be greenlit for the next season. There's eight. Yeah, I thought there was eight. So that means next week's the finale. Oh no! Wait, really? What could possibly? Yeah, no, I'm confused. Eight. Like. I don't even know what I want to see happen Only in the eight. finale of this show. I don't. I don't even know I enough know. <laughs> of what's going on to to wonder what should happen in the finale. Right? I have no idea what's what, like, what I want to see out of the finale. Do you? Do either of you guys have any idea what is going on? No. I mean, maybe you do, but I don't even know what I, I want I, to see. I mean, I have not mm-hmm. seen any further, so I haven't the slightest clue. I really I have no clue either. Maybe there was ten. I couldn't remember. I mean, I thought at first there was eight, and then I thought I must be wrong. Nope. I mean, I mean, okay. So I'm feeling I have enough questions to go for ten, but I'm not gonna get them. So, um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about it. So, well, I, I guess we'll find out next week. <laughs> Yes, we will. Maybe we should just move you can on do that from too. it then. Yep. All right. Manifest. Sorry. 
Hey, eight, uh, Jamie, I know you've watched ahead. Do you need a reminder of what happened in these two episodes? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, okay. So this is the episode where there's a kill, there's a serial killer who's going around killing 828 passengers and they think it's for a while they think it's Angelina and then for a while they think it's Angelina's mother um and indeed they also Angelina's thought it was an extra kidnaps yeah, so I was an exer. They go after him, and they do for a while. Like, look, Angelina's mother does kidnap Adrian and attempt to kill him. So to me, this makes no sense. This is very uncharacteristic and kind of a dumb. I didn't really enjoy this storyline that Angelina's mother. Angelina's mother is very inconsistent. Like her mother's like she's got her locked what up in this apartment. What are these? I don't know. Six and seven. No, six, five and six. six. And, no, no, seven. Seven and eight. I thought it was seven and eight, I think. But see, it's seven and eight? Yeah, seven and eight. Um, I think Angelina's mother, for me, is not well characterized. Like, early on, you know, when we meet Angelina, she has to be rescued because her parents are keeping her locked in the basement because she's the devil. And then her mother's helping her. And then her mother hates her. And now her mother's trying to save her by killing other people. And her mother is clearly, like, I mean, they just made the mother go, like, even crazier than Angelina all of a sudden, right? They, the parents, they blame everybody around her for making her the way she is, starting with with the stones. It's a little crazy. Like, a person can be a religious fanatic. And not be a psycho killer, right? Um, but these two are psychos. Anyway, it turns out that the father was also a part of it, right? Like, her, both parents are killing every 8 who assisted Angelina. It makes no sense, actually. Like, And you know what's funny? Maybe, yeah. I couldn't remember where, I, I was wondering, you know, she kept going to her mother, and I was like, where's the father? I'm like, did he die and I forgot? Like, what happened to him? And then, you know, we've seen it at the end of the episode. <laughs> and now you know, he died. Um, well, now he does. I don't know. I, 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 for me, I don't know. I got, we should hear from Jamie, but for me, I'm ready for the Angelina storyline to be over. It's played out. Oh, I've been ready. Since... What? I've been I've been ready since the second time we saw her, but I mean, it's going to get wrapped up in episode ten, you know, since they're doing this in two parts. It'll get wrapped up in episode ten, and then we'll have something else going on. Um, I'm more interested to see what it does to Olive. I know, it, yeah, she killed him in self defense, but she still killed him. So I I think it's gonna be interesting to see how that affects her, yeah, especially since they they maybe. finally they finally answered my my prayer. They finally brought TJ back. I was so happy TJ was back, and I thought, oh no, they're gonna kill TJ now. I I just I just know it. They're gonna kill TJ. <laughs> like all of a sudden, I had this epiphany. <laughs> yeah, poor yeah, poor Olive. They probably will. I don't know, Jamie, have you, I mean, is this all ringing a bell to you? Are you? Yeah, I, I just, it's hard for me not to go too far, but did you, uh, what happened, what's happened to Cal at the end of this episode? His cancer's back. I think, 
okay. the cancer 100% so, back? It's not really. His doctor said to him, I can't be sure, but your symptoms are consistent with your cancer being back, right? So, I mean, yeah, but then they got the pretty results. much. Oh, did they get the results? And they oh, never yeah, actually say the specifically. Call, they never say it. They never say yeah. it. They never say it, but okay. it appears that his cancer is back. Yeah, I was just Well, yeah, because that's how um, they get him out. Because that's how they get him out, because they get they get uh, Dr. Gates to go and say, he needs to be on medication right now. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, did he go on his, he didn't go on his date yet? He went on a date. Yeah, he did. He went on a date. Yeah, Yeah, she was killed by the father. She gets gets murdered by by Angela's father. That's what I was waiting for. I didn't want to say. Yeah. That's right. This one ends on a cliffhanger, right? Ends on what? On a cliffhanger after she dies, right? No. Well, I don't know. I mean, the two episodes are combined, so. She dies. Well, no. She's brought in. Eight ended that way. Cal's brought in as a suspect, and he's about to get DNA sampled, but then they get the doctor to say he has cancer. I need to examine him. You can't keep him here. And in the meantime, that buys enough time for. Nick and Jared to find the real killers, and the episode ends when when the boss the boss is like, "I'm going to call your sergeant at the 129, Jared." And you think Jared's going to get fired, and he's like, "Because you're such a good cop, I want you working here at the at the registry." Yeah, the new captain so seems Jared, pretty good. Jared's getting his job back, sort of, to work at the registry. Is how that ends. Um, but they don't mm-hmm. chase after that guy on the roof, or is that is that happened yet? Chase the guy on the roof. If if it didn't, nope. if you if it happened with Jared, if it didn't happen, it didn't happen yet. Okay. It's oh wait, the, the, yeah, wait, no, the guy. All right, hold on, hold on. That that was last week, Jamie. The guy on the roof, the old captain. Oh, last week. All right. Oh, that was last week. week. Yes, where the old captain was on the take, and he was extorting. He was extorting people to pay him money so he wouldn't turn them in for having callings or whatever. Yeah. Whatever was going on with that, I wasn't even really sure, but yeah. So yeah, so now he's going to get promoted, but it's not necessarily, I mean, is it going to be necessarily a good thing, though? Because now he's got to work at that place, which isn't yeah. the best. Now he's got to work at the that's, industry. I think yeah. that's a very good thing. Yeah, it's good for them, but I mean, like, it's not going to be, you know, all happy and easy, I guess, is what I want to say. It's not going to be good for Jared's mental health. It's going to be good for Michaela right. and the D28, right? Exactly. <laughs> good for Jared's, like, love life and his personality or whatever, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that was the main stuff that happened. I mean, there was also this bit about Egan, who, I mean, he sort of was helping the – Everybody, you know, he ends up allowing Sanvi to run a test on him to see if she can figure out his calling. You know, and it doesn't really work out, but it does end up in Egan once again finding a way that he's going to sort of extort everyone for his own benefit. Like, Egan is, like, why would anybody ever trust, he's the worst, right? Why would you ever trust him or deal with him? Um, so they, did they Egan, find the people in the hospital then? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did. Okay. They found the people in the hospital. That's how they, that was kind of interesting. Yeah. 
one thing I'm starting to appreciate about this, particularly this, these two episodes, is the way they're referring back to all the callings from, like, the first and second episode. And how they're all sort of starting to have a point or be more connected. Like, like so many times in these two episodes, Ben's like, wait, this thing happened in season one. And you see the flashback season one, and you're well, like, I remember that calling. And it actually well, that's know, why helps them solve the new calling. I'm so... I'm so happy that Netflix saved the show because Jeff Rake had this all mapped out, you know? So that's why everything yeah. is coming back around. He, you know what I mean? He wrote it this way. That's why when, yeah, whatever channel it was on originally, I can't remember. Was that NBC originally? NBC. <laughs> yeah. NBC. Yeah. That, NBC, yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, he had this all planned, and you're starting to see that, right? I can see, like, how this yeah, is all starting to, relating to exactly. the first seasons of stuff. Yep. Yeah, which is what leads, which is what cool. leads Sanvi to, to realizing, figuring out, they brought back Dr. Um, uh, what the hell was her name? Gupta, Dr. Gupta. They brought back the other doctor. That's good, yeah. You know, and they're yeah. putting pieces together, figuring out what the, the major was up to, but trying to be more humane about it, even though it was, it was, Egan, <laughs> who you can torture. Yeah, I know. Well, it's okay. Like, it's Egan. No one cares, right? Egan's the worst. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do, but you know what? He's the worst. But I find him a better villain than like. Look, I'm over Angelina. Angelina's got to go, right? right uh, Angelina's so, awful. Like, what more is to be gained from Angelina's story? Like, she had a story where she, well, she. Seemed like an innocent person. She's become this. Like once she was overcoming, they got like what they had Eden back. What more is to be gained from her story? Like is she going to continue to try to kidnap Eden? And we're gonna like we've seen it for two seasons. We're over it, right? Yeah. Like what what value well, is there in Angelina's story? I I don't understand the point behind it necessarily. The goal. But I have a theory where, and I don't want, I don't want any noise coming from Jamie. I don't, I don't want any comment or, 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 or weird noise. But seeing TJ come back at the end of the episode, I have a theory. Angelina is going to go after Olive because Olive killed her father and TJ is going to end up dying instead. What the point of that is, I don't know. Like, I don't know how what that moves the story along by Angelina. Angelina, what? Hmm? What do you I mean, hear what you said. She chose father. What do you mean she chose She threw him out the window. He was masquerading as a oh, cop in the house, tro- and, okay. and she threw him out the window. Yeah, Olive yeah. yeah. killed Angelina's father. Yeah. All right, okay. Okay. I will not say anything. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Angelina's father was such a jerk to her that, like, why does she even care? But I, I like the theory. I mean, it, it puts more Angelina doesn't make any sense and, anyway. Well, it gives Angelina to do. Angelina really doesn't make any sense, and, and there's no reason why. I feel like she should have been arrested and, and be done with after the Eden thing. Like, she, you know, she started in again this week with Adrian. I, I cannot believe that she and Adrian were tied up together, and she gets loose, <laughs> and she leaves Adrian. I know. Right? She leaves him there. And he's like, he's like, yeah, stop, stop, your mother's going to kill me. And she's like, she goes like, you lied to me and you kept you me from me my guardian stones. angel. Yeah. 
so you deserve whatever you get. And I'm like, oh, my God, this business of Eden being your agent, your guardian angel, like your crazy so, talk is getting really old, right? I'm over your crazy mm-hmm. talk. And then she leaves him there for her mother to kill. And I'm like, in what way? Maybe there was some point when they first introduced Angelina that they were trying to make her a quasi-sympathetic character or a complex character, right? But she is not. She's a psycho killer, and there's nothing sympathetic about her. And I just want them to kill her and get her off my screen. Like, she, like her character has no – for me, I don't see potential for growth or change there, but not a good enough villain. Like, the government is a better villain than she is, honestly. Right. Would you say the government's a better villain? The government is a better, like the whole government, the, like the government conspiracy and the major or like the random serial killer, all of that are better villains. Um, no, you're right. It's just funny the way you said it. Yeah. Although I do see, I mean, I don't see good things ahead for Sanvi either. I feel like Sanvi is that whole bit where Sanvi has the ability to like turn up the dial to create more pain. Although she doesn't really want to, she's like, I'll never, she's like, how many times has Sanvi in this one episode said, I would never do that. I would never harm any yeah. money of science. I would never, like, the lady doth protect uh-huh. too much, right? Yes. Yeah. I agree. I got, I got a little tired of hearing it. I mean, Janie probably is being quiet because you maybe know where this goes, but I feel like if I saw her three times in one episode say, I would never do that. I would never be that crazy scientist who would hurt people. Like, of course you will, because you won't show Yeah, of course you're going to because you say it so many times. Yeah, and we know about real-life experiments where this happens, right? Like, she's definitely going to be. Also, also we had to see – go ahead. I I was just going to say, so what do you think about the fact that Egan's first calling is coming back around to to their answer now, and he figured it out. And as usual, doing what's best for Egan. That the uh, the church that he had his first calling that he ignored is going to be where the, oh, yeah. the sapphire is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, they could have ended it a time ago. Yeah. I mean, again, I love how the early callings are coming back to to be to have a point and be you know. Um, integral to the story. I really like that a lot. Um, Egan, he's just a, I mean, this is not going to go well. I just feel like Egan is going to come to a point where there's a come to Jesus moment coming for him, right? So really. So let me ask you guys something. Do you think, now we we talked about this a little bit last week, how I I like how it has all the, you know, it's all these different religions. It hasn't pinpointed one specific thing. Like they've used, you know, I mean, they, they've talked paganism and, and um, Catholicism and there's been Egyptian. So they've kind of, you know, they've gone all over the map a little bit. Do you think there's any possibility that this somehow, some way turns out to have absolutely nothing to do with religion? Yes. I think it has nothing to do with it. I told you before, I think it's going to end up that they're, it's literally just they were in the future, and they think it means more than it does. 
see, I've always liked that theory that it, that it's the future. However, the only thing that makes me wonder really though is the whole sapphire thing. I, you know, I mean, I guess the sapphire thing can end up being a red herring. Um, I mean, maybe because of you know, you know, because of all the thing with like uh, Noah's Ark and all these other historical biblical things that have to do with sapphire. Um, but it could be they could turn it on its ear and make it somehow the sapphire has something to do with communicating with the future where they were. I mean, it's, I like it's, that. It's a possibility that I like. I mean, I, yeah. I really like the way I really like the way Jamie said it, where you just said Jamie like they think it means more than it does, maybe. And I I really yeah. like that that idea. And I think it makes a lot of sense with the way things are going through with Sanvi right now. Like, Sanvi is so certain that it's about communicating with the divine. And I feel like Sanvi's flashbacks are showing her being really depressed and in a bad place in her life and kind of desperate or whatever. And, like, I are they showing us Sanvi really – Sanvi thinks she's found a thing because – is that because it's just what Sanvi needs in her life right now and – like, I feel like, I don't know, I like that, Jamie, because I feel like it's setting up Sanvi to be disappointed um, because she's fixated on this one thing that she thinks it is. And maybe it's not so easily definable. And maybe it's the future. Like, they, like, yeah. They're talking about and I have no when they went. Either. I'm just, you know, when they blew, what I think. Did, I have, yeah. Like, when they went to the light, did they go into the divine? No, maybe it went to the future. I like the idea of the future. Maybe that's why, especially the idea of um, Cal coming back, being so much older and being now Gabriel, right? Like, that's a future thing. He's come from the future. Mm-hmm. By the way, am I the only person who was weirded out by him going on a date and the woman saying, let me buy you a drink, and then him having a kiss? <laughs> like... I was like, how old is he? I know he's not, like, 15 anymore, but we discussed last week that we feel like he's still mentally, like, like, when he got on that plane, he was, like, 12, 13, and he comes back and his sister's 17 and he's still 13, right? Yeah, they're, they're like, they're, like, I mean, Olive is, Olive is 20, which means he is now in his 20-year-old body. Um, it's actually really funny that you say that because, like, I didn't think nothing of it. I was fine with it. And Artie was like, no, no. And I was like, hold on a second here. I was like, even with, even if you take away his, you know, his, his added five years that he got back and put them in his, you know, his mental state of his actual age, He's 15. So, okay. So I looked at Artie and I said, I said, Artie, how old are you again? He's like 15. I'm like, and you have a, and he's like, girlfriend. I was like, exactly. <laughs> it's like, so I don't want to hear it that you're having a problem. I understand his thought process and why he was, you know, but I was like, you know, I mean, I think the weird thing is when he tells her who he is, that she wasn't kind of weirded out. And she's like, oh, by the way, I lied, too. And I'm like, oh, these two have a great basis for their relationship, right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. She's dead um, now. Well, and she loves something else. But, I mean, 
so, okay, so Artie's 15 and Artie has a girlfriend. She's not 21. Like, that girl was, she no. says, can I buy you a drink? She's, she's assuming, But that was before she right? knew who he was. He, he, he hadn't confessed yet. She thinks, at that point, fair, she thinks though? he's just Gabriel. Huh? Right, fair, but... He, he's supposed to be 20. He couldn't date a 15-year-old, though, or we'd be just as freaked out, right? <laughs> but the point is that to us, body. You know, no, I know. body, he's mentally and emotionally 15. A lot younger. Right, but she doesn't know that yet when she asks him out for a drink. No, but that like that's why I'm totally down with Artie being like, no, 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 because he Artie's like reacting to him being 15 and her being 20, right? Not like it's not an appropriate like. And she says, "Do you want a drink?" And 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 Cal's like, uh, okay, because even Cal thinks Cal's yeah. not 21, right? Cal thinks Cal is 15 because he is. Yeah. Right. But again, she doesn't know that. That was my point. <laughs> she didn't know it yet. Okay, that's fair. You know who knows it is the writers and the audience, and that's what bo- it bothered me, right? It, like I also felt a little like, wait, he's he, yeah. To me, he's still he's right. He's a fifteen-year-old and a twenty-year-old body. We can agree on that. Yeah, he didn't have those five <laughs> like we. He didn't have those right. No, I theory. totally, I totally agree. And and as a fifteen year old, you got a twenty year old asking you out. Hell yeah, you're going. Because <laughs> that's the mindset I mean, of a fifteen year old. That's a, yeah, but that's you know what it is. Less All right, hold on, hold on a second. Right. No, hold, hold on a second. The, the the problem here is imagery because the last time we saw Cal, he was like twelve. We saw it like a 12-year-old actor playing him. So that's the image we have when we think of the plain Cal. Cal yeah, with the plain Cal, yeah. Yeah. It, you put that yeah. kid in that spot, and, 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 the, and we, like, we still see – if we were to still see him and everybody around him, you know, kind of like Quantum Leap, okay, we see Ben, but everybody else sees whoever he's supposed to be. With this, if the, that actor was still playing that role and we saw him in that situation, yeah, I, I agree. We all that, that, That's the mindset we all have of, oh, whoa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's what we're yeah. visualizing. Yeah. So I mean, when you think about him okay. being 15, you think about him being 15, you're still thinking about the 12-year-old actor. I know, but uh, – or the – yeah. It's just – I mean, also that's – by the way – I don't, I don't know if we mentioned it, but when, when Cal had that memory of being back on the plane, did anybody, I thought it was so funny that the actor that played Cal looked so much older <laughs> because it's been so much time since the yeah. last time we saw him. I know. Him. I was like, it's young Cal, but mm-hmm. he's old now. Yeah. 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 It's old young Cal. Know, it's, yeah. Old young Cal. It's tall it's Walt. Like, it's like tall Walt. <laughs> it's tall Walt. Yeah. It is. I don't know. I'm just really uncomfortable. And, and the idea, I know, AJ, that you're being sarcastic, but this idea that a 15-year-old boy, you know, if a 20-year-old woman asked him out, he'd be like, yeah, that's great. But if we reverse it and it was a 15-year-old girl and a 20-year-old man asked her out, and she was like, yeah, great, we'd be like, he's a creeper and she's a Lolita. And, it, like, there'd be a whole different, like, 
instead of just yeah, that's, along with that, right? Well, you're absolutely right because it's always it's it's yeah, with boys and girls in that situation. It's it's always been um, what's where I'm looking for a double standard. Thank you. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always been a double standard. Yeah. Anyway, um, if they would only if they would just kill Angelina, it would be the season would be going along pretty yes. nicely. I noticed that Ben is a lot nicer. He cut his hair. You know that he's nice Ben because his hair's been cut now. He shaved and cut. Oh his my hair. god! When they did those flashbacks, oh and I saw Ben with like <sighs> like really short hair, I was like, oh my god! I forgot what he looked like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Josh Dallas, oh my God! Josh Dallas is so excited. They let him cut his hair. Um, so you know, like, good dad is back. Um, and finally, Eden all of a sudden was like, Eden all of a sudden was like, oh, daddy, right? Which is great. On the one hand, like, that this would be something that would take a child a long time. It happened kind of quick. It did happen kind of quick. I agree with you. But we don't have unlimited time. This is not a show about no. an intimate relationship, right? Like, this is not that show. Um, and also, like, let's just say a calling told her her father was good, and that, like we can say we can just well, talk well, I mean, father, don't right? forget last last week. Be- well, last week before Anna was killed by the serial killer, um, that was the whole point of Anna coming to the Stones' house was to go and talk, you know, talk to her and, right. and tell her that Ben was her father and that he wasn't a bad man and that Angelina lied and you know all that was off screen, which is fine because I didn't need to see her sit there explaining this to a three-year-old. Um, right. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of glad yeah. it moves along a little quickly because, I mean, Jamie probably wants the kid dead, you know, because we don't like kids on shows. Well, <laughs> uh, we're not trying to, and this kid so, seems to have a big role in the show because the kid gets callings. Um, yeah, which is still unexplained, but yeah, I agree. So, all yeah. right, we got anything else about that? No, is that it this week? No, that's it. I think. Um, although Jamie, if you're not, if you didn't follow the text message today, both AJ and I have started watching E two ninety nine, and. I think you haven't started it yet, so maybe you want to bang it out, and we'll do a little postmortem in a couple of weeks. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's really good. You're gonna like it a lot, Jamie. Did you wait? Hold on. Did you ever finish the finale of Dark? No, you did not. I keep thinking about it. <laughs> oh, Jamie, Jamie and I have talked about it, and you can't just pick it up. Now you got to go back and start over. Like Dark is not a show that mm-hmm. you can just go well, back and be like, I'm, oh, I didn't finish it. Let me go I have finish to it. Right? Watch this last she, season. I was going to say, she probably has to rewatch the last season. Maybe not the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going back and watching um, the whole thing. So, you know, you know what? So, it's so funny that as we're, as we're realizing things, next week we will have the finale of Peripheral, the finale of Manifest, and the start of um, Dark Materials. Because that that comes out on well, uh, this coming Monday. I know you're I know you're behind, but 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 the following week, unless there's something I'm not thinking of, all we have will be dark materials, because I'm pretty yeah, sure wow. Quantum Leap doesn't come back until January. Yeah. For so long we 
For so long, we had so much to watch. <laughs> and now we're that like, means crap. <laughs> All right, well, that'd be a great time to do a little 1899 talk in there. No, yeah, I, yeah, I'll have to try. All right. Yeah, I could probably finish All 1899. Right. I mean, I, I've only got three episodes left. Me too. In two weeks, I could I'm totally do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that on I'm one boring re-day, yeah. Um, Pretty right. sure, yeah. Yeah, Quantum Leap doesn't come <laughs> back until January 2nd. Is next week then, are you guys done with the first 10 of Manifest then, right? You're doing the end yes. of Manifest now. Yep. Next week will be the last two. Okay. Yep. Okay. All righty. Okay. Well, there's nothing right, else ladies. I've seen. So, oh, you guys are going to see this, right? You did all the other stuff ahead. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we did well, Andor before you got here. Yeah, well, have a good night. And all right, all right, you guys. Okay. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody, for Bye. listening. Come back next week and listen to our really short show. <laughs> good night. Yeah. Good night.